Here's what's coming up on today's show. Give a visual appeal and make sure you know your blinds hang evenly. All those little things, they don't cost a lot of money, but the details make such a big difference. Buying or selling real estate can be stressful. After all, it's not any old house we're talking about. It's your home. When it's time to buy or sell, turn to Colleen Benson and the Benson Broker Group with Keller Williams. Get answers to your real estate questions and put your search in capable hands. It's time for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson. All right, well, let's get to some of these listener questions to get things rolling today. Colleen, our first one comes to us from Lily in South. Lily says, do you have any tips for easy things I can do inside and outside the home to get it ready for the sale without having to break the bank? We have probably $500 we can spend on upgrades and small improvements. What would give us the biggest bang for the buck? Oh, I love that. All right, $500. Let's see. Well, I I would start with let's scrutinize your curb appeal. You know, a potential sale could get lost quickly if they won't even get out of the car, right? So let's like paint the front door, maybe put up a pretty wreath from whatever, TJ Maxx or something on the door. And how about some pots of uh, flowers right now that looks just really charming, inviting. Um, One or two flower pots on your front porch. Make sure your beds, your garden beds, your borders are clear of weeds and in your lawn is edged. So I would just really focus on that curb appeal. And then on the inside, you know, do a deep clean. Make sure your windows are clean right now with the, we've had all these heavy rains and now we're into some drier weather. Great time to get your windows clean or, or wash them yourself, screens and whatnot. Um, I would just say focus really right now on, on some deep cleaning and just adding some spots of color, you know, some fresh flowers on the island always looks nice. You know, just kind of linger in the doorway of each room and imagine how it would look to a buyer and then how the furniture is arranged and and give a visual appeal and make sure you know your blinds hang evenly all those little things they don't cost a lot of money but the details make such a big difference all right our next question comes from ethan in northeast salem ethan says what's the state of the rental market in our area colleen and what are the most attractive rental properties for investment purposes I'm guessing, Ethan, by that means like single-family home or townhome or that kind of thing. Yeah, and what is the most attractive rental properties for investment purposes? So um, I have a list of like features of a profitable rental property. Um, I work with a lot of investors. And um, as far as the rental market in the area, we don't have enough rentals. I mean, we just don't. We, We have people looking to rent a home. Gosh, and the coast market is even worse. You know, like there's they're desperate for affordable rental housing there. So it's a really great opportunity to pick up a property if you have the means to do it. We've got these really great 15% down loan programs too for investment properties. And what I would say is I, I've got a list that I can send you, but just like to briefly kind of go over it. We're going to look at the neighborhood, you know, that we want to see what type of tenants would attract in that neighborhood. Um, we're going to look at your property taxes and how that affects your mortgage. Um, we look at schools, uh, the quality of the schools um, for most families is a consideration. Obviously, we look at crime rate amenities, future development, you know, let's look at, you know, what, what the city has planned for that area. And, um, and then we're going to look at average rents. Um, so, you know, mainly the single family homes are going to provide the best profitability, 
um, versus a condo or a townhome or whatnot. And I'll tell you what, everyone's, all investors are always excited to look for duplexes and triplexes. Those have a great return. Small, you know, easy, manageable. When you just have two to three or four units, um, they're just very hard to find. And when they do come on the market, they go really fast. So hopefully that helps. Um, it's a great question, and I'd love to talk to you more about it. Very good question. Thanks for that, Ethan. And uh, yeah, Colleen loves investor clients. And, sure do. Uh, you, you get along really well with them, <laughs> Colleen, because you're just, I think you're, you're, you're direct and you're realistic. And so I think that's and just I, fantastic. And I, I, it's um, a passion. Like building wealth through property ownership, I'm passionate about it. So I get excited when somebody says, yeah. oh, let, I want to earn money. I want to earn some passive income by investing in real estate. I'm like, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's so cool. I love it when people get uh, that passionate about it. And I think they just tap into the, all the passion that you bring to the table as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, great question again, Ethan. Thanks for that. All right, we go over to Jackson here. Jackson's in Turner and says, there's a property I'm interested in buying, but it backs up to a wooded lot of a couple of acres. I like the serenity of the property now, but how can I find out how that property is zoned? I'm worried they could turn it into multiple lots or apartments at some point in the future, and that could ruin my privacy. Oh, gosh. Yeah. So um, great question. Really great question. So as a team, we can help you. I've got assistants that do a lot of research for me. So what we would do is take that property. We'd go to the title company. We will go to the county. We'll, if it's within city limits, we'll go to the city. Um, we'll go to the planning uh, departments and see what all we can find out about future future growth in the area, urban um, boundaries, and what potential potentially could be built on that property behind you. Um, might find out who owns it, how long they've owned it, uh, talk to neighbors. So there's a lot we can do. I mean, there's no guarantee, obviously, because somebody could sell their land and then get it rezoned, and who knows. But we will do all we can to help you, and you should have enough heads up before it happens that if you wanted to sell, you could sell. Yeah, that's really good. I hope really that good. helps answer the question. Mm -hmm. But This actually happened to me, Colleen. The first oh. house that we bought backed up to a couple of acres. It was We were on a normal cul-de-sac, but then the property that our backyard backed up to was about mm. seven, eight, nine acres, something like that. And there was just one house on it, and it was a dilapidated house, and it was way up at the, at the other end of the property. So it was just really nice and peaceful back there. Yeah. And, uh, but I always had that concern, because when we moved in, someone had mentioned to us, yeah, a long time ago, they had tried to get this turned into apartments to be built back here, but the town council or something rejected it and the, the plan fell through. And so no one lived there for a long time because the house was in such disrepair. But I always knew in the back of my mind, one of these days, that's probably going to change. Mm -hmm. And when the housing market started to turn and, and got really hot about five, six years ago, and we started to see all of that explosion of growth and everything again, um, that was back on the table. And uh, we moved just before they started clearing out all of the all of that woods and i drove back by there um a year or two ago to to look and yeah sure enough they they were starting to build houses and in, on that 8 acres they were putting in like 15 15 homes and so 
all of those trees were gone. And so you you lost the privacy, but it sounds like you might have possibly, you know, it, it depends what's going in. Apartments will affect your home value, maybe in a negative direction. However, you know, homes on two acre lots or homes, um, really well manicured, well built construction coming in, uh, might actually increase your property value. So yeah. we can look at all those things and kind of weigh if that's a property that you still want to move forward with. All right, here's a question from Marie. And Marie is in Almsville and says, we thought we were going to buy our retirement home with all cash, but our financial advisor says we can afford to take out a small loan to extend our purchasing power a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he mentioned we might have trouble getting a mortgage for only twenty five dollars to $50,000. Is that the case? Yes, that is correct. I would say most lenders do set their minimum mortgage amounts to around a hundred thousand minimum, and so uh, I would say if you're going to pay to take a mortgage, you might as well take a hundred, and then you could you know maybe use the extra cash you have towards some sort of other investment. Um, however, you can find those loans. You can find mortgages under fifty. Um, but you definitely don't find them advertised and you're going to have to shop around for them. I'm not a financial advisor, of course, but all the things that I've been told about how to make your cash work for you is go ahead and take out a $100,000 loan at least. That's an interesting uh, way to look at it. So yeah, that that's sort of the minimum you're thinking is around yep. that area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very good. From what I've heard. Yeah. I mean, don't mark my word. Um, some lender might be listening to this and have a really great program for a loan under 50 K. Um, but that's all, that's what I've known to be true. And that's kind of the, uh, what's the phrase, the, the school of thumb, like just, if you're going to take out a mortgage, take out at least a hundred. Yeah, I think that's a great point. All right. Thanks, Marie. Appreciate the question. And we get to one here from Aiden. Aiden is in Silverton and says, hi, we are first-time home buyers. Can you help me understand the pros and cons of HOAs in the area? I don't fully yeah. understand them and have heard that they vary widely in terms of rules or something like that. Yeah. So with an HOA and being a new homeowner, you want to consider if you're looking, and, and a really great realtor will, will know this and share this with you, if you're looking in a neighborhood that has an HOA or a condo or whatnot, it's going to affect your buying power because Usually, first-time buyers were looking at what they can afford on a monthly mortgage, not on a on a sales price. So, let's say you're qualified up to four hundred thousand, um, but you're in an HOA that has um, one hundred and fifty dollar a month HOA fee. That might affect how much you qualify for on the purchase. So, that's one thing you want to look at as first-time buyer. Um, there's lots of pros. I mean. They provide, HOAs can provide amenities. They kind of reduce your responsibility as far as uh, maintenance and um, general maintenance or common area maintenance because help, they help keep up on appearances typically. And that's nice for home values because it could prevent, you know, some property neglect, neighborhood decline. They usually have rules in place for those kind of things. Um, some of the cons, well, it's a monthly fee and fees are boring because, you know, they're fees. Um, if you don't pay your fees, um, you know, then there's consequences. I think an HOA can actually foreclose on your home if you don't pay your fees. And the biggest con is they can like spring assessments on you. We've got a house we just sold. And part of the reason why our client was selling it is because they sprung a $14,000 siding assessment on him. 
and he just didn't have, he doesn't have the 14 grand to pay it. So he's selling and we had to disclose and the buyer that bought it um, is, is going to go ahead and pay that assessment and knew about it before he bought it. So, um, and then there's just the rules. Some of the rules, like they may not allow rentals. So if you ever in the future wanted to turn that property into a, um, a rental property, uh, might not be allowed. So lots to know. Each HOA is different and we can go over them individually if you end up falling in love with something in an HOA community. Homeowner Association is what it is. The Keeping It Real Estate Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and most major podcasting apps. Don't forget to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Just search for Keeping It Real Estate with Colleen Benson on your favorite app to find us. Or you can find subscribe links, listen to past episodes, check out the show notes and other great resources, including ways to contact the show and Colleen by visiting keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. That's keepingitrealestatepodcast.com. Did you know that Colleen Benson also has a radio show? Tune in to the Keeping It Real Estate radio show, Saturdays and Sundays at 1 p.m. on AM 1220 and 104.3 FM KSLM.